Hello, and welcome to Unrequested with Rad and Shank. I'm Rad. This is Shank. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, first, let's start. Let's start with this, Shank. Yeah. Uh, I want to apologize to our listeners. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, since we dropped an episode, and guys, life just kind of happened, and yeah. I know consistency matters, especially to an audience, and it's like, you kind of, it's dangerous, man, because you, you know, people think, oh, well, maybe they just stopped doing it, they don't mm-hmm. check in, you know, so we are doing our first uh, video podcast mm-hmm. in conjunction with this episode, so uh, we're going to start posting that on looking guy i think people get to see you too man you. thanks you know I think people should see but you. i think they should see us because honestly half the time i think what we're laughing about the laughter in the audio is contagious I, yeah i i think so but yeah when we, we're laughing at each other and yeah. i think sometimes that they should see the expressions and stuff like that it. yeah man yeah. so so i think it's cool uh that we're gonna do that and this is our way of like making it up to you guys so uh, get on our YouTube and you can check out. Now we're not going to put the whole episode up there. We're just going to kind of put the meaty, some meat, meaty parts. <laughs> on meat, meat. I heard meat, 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 meaty parts. Uh, I don't know why I just envisioned like ground beef just yeah. being massaged because by you, a butcher. You made. Um, let's talk about that. You made oh, these amazing man. burgers. You want to share with the audience? Oh my gosh! Right? I made these amazing burger patties that tasted. And reminded me of meatloaf. It was amazing. So we did all the fixings you would do, like as if you were preparing to make a meatloaf, but mm-hmm. in burger form. So I'm actually, that's why I'm on my phone right now. I'm actually testing, uh, texting Jennifer to get the ingredients because I'm going to make that tonight. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, oh, so my she's gosh. texting me about that. And she she just texted me. So this is what this episode is going to be about. Yeah. Um, she just texted me and said, don't forget to lock the door. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I almost forgot, right? You did. So you guys who've been listening for a while, you know Jennifer's our, she's my wife, but she's also our producer. So she handles everything. Yeah. Outside of us talking. Uh, so right before we started, Shank was like, um, should we have our phones on us? Cause we're going to have to do our own research. And I was like, Oh man, that's right. We got to do our own research today. Um, so bear with us if there's some pauses, cause I'm not going to be as quick as, uh, when we have Jennifer in the background, yeah. digging, digging up all the factoids and everything. So what we want to talk about is when, and no one's, when Nessa doesn't come in or Jennifer's not here, which is, honestly, I don't think it's ever happened, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Shank always calls it a PTO day or sick day. So yeah. we're going to call it a sick day because Jennifer's not d- doing well. She's, uh, or she's not feeling well. She's doing fine. She had a, um, a little stomach bug. And you said you had a stomach bug. I had a little stomach bug. Yeah. Yep. So um, if anyone's got something going on with her stomach, apparently something's going around. Yeah. That said, <laughs> uh, so she couldn't be in today. And so I told Shank she had to take a sick day. Uh-huh. So I want to talk about sick days, my man. Yeah. Okay. So we always joke, oh, Jennifer had to take a sick day. Uh, and we were this close, like, oh, man, can we can we pull off an episode without Jennifer? Like, we're so needy. Yeah. I need, I need Jennifer in the background looking stuff up and doing this and yeah. doing that. I, how could I possibly yeah. shoot, do an episode uh-huh. without her? And I was like, man, come on. I'm a grown-ass man. I can do this. <laughs> like, between Shank and, you know, we're smart, right? I think we can put it together. Yeah. And damn it, people like, we're smart, we're good looking, and damn it, people like us, you know, yeah. so we can pull this off. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that said, sick days. Yeah. Now, I have some questions about sick. Now, the average, when you're sick like that, yeah, you, you got you to gotta miss work. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about sick days. The job that uh, we met at and the job I used to have, we used to get six sick days in a year, mm-hmm. right? 
at one point it was a rolling 365, which that was garbage mm-hmm. because like you had to like reset your sick days. So let's say you were sick on April 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next year, April 1st, you would earn that day back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a, that's an interesting system. Yeah. Right? Then it became <clears throat> calendar year. So mm. during the calendar year, you had six sick days that you could be absent. Right. And then anything beyond that, you know, your corrective action, whatnot. But, Come January 1st, you reset. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now you got all six back. Okay. What do you think about those two? Because you are HR. So you're familiar, A, with, you know, attendance uh, mandates or, excuse me, attendance mm-hmm. SOP, attendance rules. Mm-hmm. You're also very familiar with the corrective action process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or termination process regarding attendance. Lastly, you are very versed in the laws and regulations or best practices, if you will that surround attendance uh, regarding what an employer can enforce or what, yeah. you know, how they should provide. Now, mm-hmm. taking into account what I just said, now I worked at that place for 20 years and yeah. that never changed as far as how many days, mm-hmm. right? Six. Break, like, what's your thoughts on that? Like it, the, the total number and everything else I said. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's protected time. Okay. Whenever you're sick, it's that's you use your own PTO, mm-hmm. your own flex or float time or whatever buckets mm-hmm. that's available to you. But man, that's protected time. Like mm-hmm. if you're sick, even if you ain't, like yeah. we ain't. I I feel like corporate, it's it's change and it's being nimble in that essence. Like they're mm-hmm. not checking for these things. Like mm-hmm. unless like if you're severely ill, then yeah, you would go through the benefit process and. Okay start a leave claim yeah, yeah, exactly. all that like yeah and then that will yeah you got it you got ex- you got extenuating circumstances medically yeah you need intermittent leave yeah there's other there's that you reach and you get to that to that point so there's there are laws that protect you in that realm mm-hmm. okay but as yeah. far as attendance so you're saying anytime someone's sick they should be protected yeah so that said i agree sure. but how do you curb abuse now this is crazy because here's what happens um I had a student who said this to me. I'm, yeah. I'm there's like, you're the most liberal person I know. Yeah. You know, I love Robert Reich. I, I agree with that. Like I'm very liberal and something came up with what this company was supposedly doing. Some employees and they went on strike and this whole thing came about and I said, well, yeah. what's the other side of it? What are they asking for? And is it reasonable? Yeah. Right? Or are they just being ridiculous because they can hold the company hostage? And he was like, I am so shocked to hear you say that Yeah. because you are the most liberal person I know. And I was like, well, being liberal does not mean I don't see the other side. I always like to make an informed decision, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I was in management, and so I saw the other side, Mm -hmm. and I saw the abuse, and Mm -hmm. I I couldn't stand it, Mm -hmm. right? So I always stood by the company in enforcement Mm -hmm. with regard to enforcement because I was like, I see, I started to become jaded yeah, because I started to see more abuse than legitimacy. But then when I saw legitimacy, I felt bad because then I couldn't protect the employee, yeah. Right. And they had legitimate issues. Yeah. And I felt for them. So, you know, I, I had ways as a leader. I was I was given certain leeway, uh, time off, unpaid time off. So things that I was able to run through my boss and get pushed through to protect the employees. Yeah. So I was given as a leader, I was given mm-hmm. an opportunity to shield people from those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I then it made me even angry against the abusive people because there's people with real shit. And I always say that, like when you think you you, you want to play a victim. Mm-hmm. there's people with real shit going on or real problems and mm-hmm. then you ruin it for everyone kind of mentality right yeah. because you abuse it mm-hmm. so there's never going to be a way to give benefits to someone without someone abusing it that's just the nature of the yeah. beast right mm-hmm. so what do you think about like curbing that balance or it's like 
I mean, yeah, what are your yeah, thoughts on all of that? I think it's just setting expectations. Mm-hmm. That's all what I think it comes down to because that's what I guide leaders to do is your your team has a culture that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And so depending on the team culture, what you establish, um, you can absolutely structure and set expectations. Like you, I, I think we've done that on our team mm-hmm. uh, where we were only like – Three or four agents were allotted to be out at this on the same day yeah, or something, yeah. like, stuff and like then that. I, yeah, I set things in place <clears throat> where, given my workforce, I was like, "Well, you guys could trade with each other." Yeah, right. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Or communicate, or if if you know if that person can do this, or if someone was out sick. Yeah, you're right. I because that was my yeah. effort to balance the, my my departments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So okay, I see what you're saying. That's so leave it I'm to saying. the leadership, uh, departmental leadership. Yeah, to, to kind of guide it because well, and that makes sense to me. I agree with you because. Mm-hmm. They know what resources they need, mm-hmm. and then they know um, to get the job done right. And then they know when those resources are hampered, right? Yeah, or in, in you know in danger, and then they can kind of make the best decisions to balance those things out. Okay? Yeah. Now, um, so I agree with you. So then it's about getting the right leaders in those positions. Oh right? my gosh! Because yeah. if you got a hard ass in there and he's just, I don't care about your problems. Come to work, right? It's good, you know, great. He's that guy for the company, you know, but he's not that guy for his people. Yeah. Right. And there's yeah. a balance to be struck there. Now, this could probably be getting um, boring for people who are like, what's what's going on with Ryan and Shane talking about this corporate <laughs> stuff? But, you know, we, <laughs> you know, we, Get we come from back. that world. And, you know, yeah. if you guys don't r- uh, realize, I'm retired. Yeah, right? yeah. For, but Shank is still in that world, like, like deep, deep, deep <laughs> in that world. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but, you know, it's it's good information. If you listen to our podcast, I always tell you guys, you should benefit from our knowledge. You should benefit from what mm-hmm. we know about those structures. Um, so this is these this is opinion based, mm-hmm. you know, as far as how we feel about uh, sick days. Now, that said, you know, I'm going to warn people: don't abuse it, because employers, were, you don't understand how the laws that exist now were created because back in the industrial revolution, there were no laws in place. It was slave labor. It was you know, it was People worked to exist like their lives were 20 hours. And it's like, if you don't do this, yeah. if you don't work 20 hours a day, seven days a week, I'll find someone who will. And there yeah. was so much poverty that like, they will find someone who will, you know what I mean? So pressure, it was actually, yeah. did you know this? It was actually Henry Ford who, uh, mm. created like the current workforce as far as like, you know, these people become unproductive. Mm. They become, uh, they make more mistakes and they're not happy. So they'll just go to another place. Right. Mm-hmm. So he actually created like, I'd rather have people alternating shifts. So I get a yeah. fresh group of people. I think people shouldn't work more than a certain amount of hours because they're only effective for a certain amount of hours, mm-hmm. you know, and they need a couple of days off or a day off so they could reset and come back, rejuvenate all these things. Oh, because yeah. that's why the, you know, Ford, as far as the assembly line, he was the godfather of all that because, and then other companies started to take note mm-hmm. and then the government finally stepped in and was like, mm. Hey, you got to take better care of your employees. You can't just have them do this and then not take care of them. And yeah. then they, they get hurt and then they, you know, that you fire them and mm-hmm. you know, so all these laws and you're well versed cause I've come mm-hmm. to you a few times <laughs> for <Yeah>. advice. <laughs> this is what you do. Yeah. Um, are in place to kind of protect you. And so as much as you feel as though you are, helpless yeah you are helpless it's kind of your fault you should know the laws or the things uh within not just the laws and within the federal or the state that protect you as far as your employment but what is the operating procedures of your company that's what most mm-hmm. people don't know you know you you go through your your uh onboarding right mm-hmm. or your training 
and then you get the guidelines. But yeah. you know, you know, you don't know your SOP. Remember, we used to have everyone sign off that they read and understood the SOP. I used to yeah. do it all the time. I was like, well, you signed it. Did you actually read it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't got right. time to read that. And I was like, well, let me, go, let me go to page 36 of the SOP. Here's Keisha. the attendance policy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think that you kind of, you have to take some ownership. Mm-hmm. Just like I feel like if you abuse attendance policies and then you blame the company, you got to take some ownership because were you really sick? Mm. Did you abuse it? Were you hung over? You know, so it's easy to be a victim and and just want more. Now, again, I sound like I sound like I'm on the corporate side, but I'm just saying that maybe companies would do better if they felt they wouldn't be abused. Now, that's a maybe because I feel mm. like at the end of the day, companies are companies and they're going to bottom line is the bottom line and they're mm-hmm. just, you know, they're going to scrape wherever they can. But to what Shank said, there are leaders who are trying to take care of their people within um the constraints or I wouldn't say constraints, but maybe within the flexibility given to them by their leadership yeah. and then you abuse it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that person gets called under fire because now they're over budget, whatever the reason they're not yeah. producing. And now boom, things yeah. start getting cut. Yeah. Right. What do you think about all that? It, now I feel like it's changed now because you know, COVID hit mm-hmm. everyone's remote. I mean, where I'm at, I mean, we have attendance issues here and there, but it's not widespread. And I think it's because people are home now. Well, so that's the next yeah. question. You touched on this. Now, this is yeah. where I, all of this I'm leading to to all the, the whole sick day conversation. Yeah. I was leading up to this. To that okay? part. Yeah. Because physical jobs, man, that's tough. If you're sick, you're sick. Mm-hmm. You need to be protected because you, you can't go in sick. Like when I was working part time at that kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, it was like. We're sick, man. We're in a kitchen sick, right? But for me, I was 20 years in corporate jobs where it was a desk job and we were always sick. Yeah. And I would always joke, <laughs> right? I'd always joke to you guys. They're like, oh, you should, why are you here? And I goes, because I'm saving my sick days for when I feel better. Yeah. I would always joke around like that. Uh-huh. But unless I had a fever, I was in because yeah. I could take some DayQuil. I could blow my nose at my desk. Like, and p- you hear people coughing. Oh, it's like an echo chamber, right? It was a, but Ooh, that was the old work grind. culture. That was the old work culture, right? You were sick. You still went to work sick because yeah. it wasn't a physical job. Yeah. Right. But now you're at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were willing to go to work at a desk job if we weren't feeling well. Right. Mm-hmm. And then of course that goes back to you saying leadership could like, Hey, um, get out of here. You know, blah, blah, blah. I was mm-hmm. able to do that for you guys when, mm-hmm. whenever I could. Okay. Yeah. But now you're at home. Okay. So sick days. I was like, you know, can you really be sick unless you're like really sick? <laughs> yeah. Because all you have to do is really work. Maybe yep. you, so you are on conference calls all day, I imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But someone who isn't, and even if you were, had to get on conference calls, you could just be like, sorry guys, I'm sick. Yeah. You know, uh, you know too the well. camera. Uh, <laughs> um, in the camera, right? And they were just like, okay, Justin, just chime in if you, if you feel you need to. Okay, thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to sit on mute now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you could probably turn off your camera. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But whatever your job is, if you work from home, I assume you have something you do on your computer. You yeah. can probably do that when you're not feeling great. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So when would you call, I mean, unless you're like bed, bedridden with a fever and body aches and you couldn't possibly sit it's up. It's usually that. Yeah. Like if I can't just like get out the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, if it's like, if I have a cold where I'm like, cause I, I did, I've worked sick a couple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um, you remember when I got, remember when I got sick, um, when it kicked our butt, I was, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was working. So with that said, right. Yeah. Have you seen the attendance get better? 
Oh, it's gotten better. Okay. It's gotten way better. I mean, because you, you still have your bad apples. You still yeah. got your abusers. But for the most part, people are, mm-hmm. they're like, I'm home. Right, I mean, right. this is a, a blessing in itself. So it's another, so you look at it as a, working from home. It's another caveat from working at home that employers are benefiting from is that less sick days. Because people are already home yeah. and they're less likely to, because there's a, there's a whole thing to it. I remember you feel like crap. Yeah. You take a shower. You think it's going to make you feel better. And showers always make you feel better for a couple minutes. Yeah, for just a couple minutes. <laughs> you brush your teeth. You're putting your clothes on and you're, you can barely stand up straight. You feel so cruddy. You get in your car and you got to drive to work. Yeah. Right? Oh. Then you go to work. So it's like there was, you know, there's a, but if you're like, oh, I'll just roll out of bed and do my work. Let's do that. Yeah. Now uh, there's a downside to that. Okay. Burnout. Yes. Okay. I mean, it, yeah. it's a real thing. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I experienced the like the fatigueness in my brain mm-hmm. it's it's hard to describe but when you're like going 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 meeting after meeting project after project mm-hmm. and you're just going and you don't like take care of yourself yeah oh yeah you could burn out oh i can't even and i've i've yeah. got, i've slipped into that a couple of times and then okay. i had to i've had to take a step back like mm-hmm. whoa and my boss is dope enough. He'll just be like, man, go go home. Like, you know, yeah. not go home. Like, <laughs> log off. Like, yeah, handle your business. Hand, go yeah. downstairs. Go be with Anjimbo. See, that's you good, know. man. So. So, okay. Burnout, that's that's a great point. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Um, so, attendance-wise, do you think companies are in the right to potentially shorten? Like okay, I used to give you eight days. You're down to five. It's a, it's actually the opposite now, okay. bro. They're because, a little more liberal with it because the the this this workforce today and the workforce behind millennials, mm-hmm. which is what Gen Z. No, Millen- Gen, X? Gen Z is after millennials. Who's who's so who's Gen after? X is me. You're, you're Gen X. You're millennial. I'm millennial. Then there's Gen Z, which is the Gen Zoomers. Z. That's Nessa and them. That's Nessa. And yeah. So so millennials. They're like, um, it's a mixed bag between millennials and Gen Z where the expectation is more flexibility and more time off. So like as a part of the offer process, like they're putting this in the actual description, like recharge or bottomless bucket of PTO, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's become the opposite. Like people are using this as a benefit opportunity to consider an employer. That makes sense. Yeah, man. It makes so sense. So it's 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 a lot more liberal and more flexible. That's like good. Never man. before. That's good. Yeah. I was. I still had my doubts about working from home. I think. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm all about. I think companies need to take better care of their people. Mm-hmm. I think this wave of of the great resignation and whatnot. It's great because it's it's forced employers to genuinely go back to taking care of their employees. Yeah. Taking into consideration what the employees feel they should get, but yeah. but there's a balance because I've been on the other side. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like you need to be realistic. Right. You can't just it's not you can't just have a blank check and then how's the company make money that the, you pay, you're paid because they're profitable. Yeah. There's, so there's this balance there. Right. And in being a, a business owner, like I refuse to take on employees because I don't want to deal with that. You know, yeah. there are days, man, like, if, you know, I put in 12 hour, 12 hour, 14 hour days, but it's passion. I, I love what I'm doing. It's my business. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? My business is, excuse me, mm-hmm. plural. So I don't mind Spe- speaking of which, uh, because this is going to be, uh, you know, online now, or excuse me, video, mm-hmm. you can see that 
this is one of my businesses. We're liking it. Yeah, we in from here. what the, from the angle of the camera, I think he's going to look like we're in a storage closet. This yeah, is, this is the where are this they? Is, yeah, are they kidding? This is the best office because it's soundproof. Forced to do a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but it's our pro shop. It's where we keep all of our gear for my gym, where we sell all of our all of our stuff. So that's what this is, guys. Yeah. In the background. <laughs> do you think we need a set? Do you think we should build no, like a better man, set? Man, this, this is ra- it. This is raw. This is this raw. Is it. Have you I seen don't... those podcasts where they're like? They're sitting in a couch and they have that microphone that comes over. I I see that and I'm like, I could probably set that up for us, but it feels weird if I was sitting in a couch. I like how we sit up. This is organic. Yeah, like I I like this. This is good. Yeah, because like Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could be sitting back and the microphone's right here and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, man, because I got to keep leaning up out of the chair like because I'm leaning forward anyway, but now I can lean onto a table. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Side note. Okay. Um. Pastor Greg came over last night for okay. dinner. We okay. celebrated his birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Pastor Greg. Yeah. Made steaks. Yeah, yeah. I went to Sam's Meats and I made steaks. Mm. Angie went to the liquor store. Okay. And, you know, the owner there, he's really nice. Mm-hmm. And he recommended this wine. Oh, sure. Bro. I'm not a wine person. Listen. Okay. I am not a wine person. Okay. Me, like, no, 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 I'm good. Okay. I had three cups of this. Really? Three cups or three glasses? Three glasses of this. I was going to say, because were you hood and poured it in a cup? Because you, I mean, it's okay. No, we we had it in those. We had it in that. Okay. What's this called? But that's the drink. Okay. Uh, or mi, the one Miomi Pinot Noir. Is that how, am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. So guys, it's M-E-I-O-M-I. Highly recommended really? with the steak. Can you send me that picture? I'm gonna send that to send you. Send that to me, man. Because highly I'm recommend. I'm down. Or right? even eat that with, with your with your dinner tonight. Yeah, man. I'm down to have a glass of wine. You I know, might, what I, I might was, go by there after this. Which liquor store is it? The one near my house? Uh, no, no. Wait, you got you live. You don't live near me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. you're not gonna come all the way down here. You're like, man, let me go hey, to this up? liquor store I was over like, here. You were right near my house. You yeah. Didn't come by my- <laughs> Um no, it's this tall grass right across the street from uh, okay. from where we're at. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? I'm I'm excited to try it because I'm, I'm waiting to see. Please you know. do. Okay. Please right. do. See, guys, it's everything, man. You got you got some uh, ad- some work <sighs> advice. You got some some uh, drinking advice. Yeah. Now here's for some, here's some movie advice. Okay, because we seem to do this and we talk about it all the time. Like yeah. Netflix. You know they ain't sponsored nobody, but we always shout out Netflix. Yeah. It's because we're movie buffs. Yep. The Adam Project. Got to watch it. Gotta watch, Gotta watch it. it, man. I'm excited for Gotta you watch to watch it. that tonight. Yeah. So you said you loved Free Guy. Free Guy was amazing. Free Guy was awesome. So it's the same director, and it's, <sighs> it's and it's Ryan Reynolds. I mean, honestly, man, come on. Anything Ryan Reynolds right do now, right now, anything he does, anything. Angie was like in the kitchen, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, here goes your favorite actor, Ryan Gosling." <laughs> And no, I was like, no, she didn't. Ryan Gosling. I was Shank. like, babe, I ain't never said I like Ryan Gosling. I mean, Ryan Gosling's cool. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. And then I was like, I was like, Ryan yeah. Reynolds? And she's like, oh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. It's like, they're yeah. Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan, it doesn't matter. But no, it matters. It does. It matters. Man, <laughs> but his sense of humor, we were just talking about him last night. Mm-hmm. His sense of humor just works for me. Listen, it, it, it really it does. does. It's, it's borderline asshole-ish like in the sense that you ever have a really sarcastic friend but the way he delivers it you just can't help but like it's just you know what i mean so even in in the adam project they even uh take a shot at ted at deadpool at one point there's a line from deadpool that that they say dude it's really good nessa and jennifer felt thought that the adam project was better than um 
Free Guy. Yeah. Oh. Really liked Free Guy, but yeah, I have to admit, it, Adam Project, man, it's it touches. Suit. Listen, it, it hits all the notes. It's 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 meaningful. It's funny. It's sci-fi. It's action. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Like what a concept. It's it's okay. a fun movie, man. And what what you'll see also is just like Red Notice. Yeah. This movie was made for home viewing, and it's like an epic blockbuster movie. You know. I mean, when you watch it, you're like, this should be in the theater. What's the so? You know? I help me understand this. So when, what's the different value behind shooting a movie where you have to go to the movie theater versus mm-hmm. shooting a movie through Netflix? So is it is it two different pay structures? Absolutely, absolutely. So, so Netflix is probably so Netflix. So when you go to the movie, right, uh-huh. you're banking on. Uh, or when you're you're producing a movie to go into movie theaters, you're banking on okay, I'm going to sell it to these to, to the movie theaters. Now the uh-huh. way that works is, I believe this is how it works. Uh, the the production companies uh, give it to the theater. The theater makes money off the ticket, and I uh-huh. think almost all the money goes back to the studio, and the and the theater only makes money off the concessions. Oh, or something like that. Really? I, I think maybe there might be some split. That's why but, probably the concessions are so expensive. Yeah. Now there may be some kind of split, but it's very small. It's, minimal, it's all yeah. towards the, the the studio, right? Yeah. Which makes sense. They they made the movie. They put all the money into it. Um. Now that so you're hoping it does well because you could yeah. put a movie. You could spend a hundred million dollars on a movie and it makes ten million dollars. Yeah. In the theaters. And you're oh, like, oh yeah. Bad investment, right? Yeah. For Netflix, they make all their movies and they just bank on the fact that. The Customers viewership. will keep paying, so they have a recurring revenue. Oh, you know, yeah, uh, customers yeah. are gonna, you, they know they're going to show up consistently yeah. and pay. The idea behind certain movies, big budget movies, is that you're creating original content. Because when Netflix started, yeah, they had to lease or pay for content from other studios. Oh. I'm paying for the streaming rights, kind of like cable, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. When shows would go um, be played back on other networks that network had to play for the pay for the right to be able to air that mm-hmm. right reruns and stuff mm-hmm. like that so yeah. it's the same thing so they they paid least like shows and series and movies to stream on their service yeah and then they they get they said they created this model where they're like okay we're gonna take out a lot of money and create original content which no streamers were doing Oh, now all of them are doing it, right? Now Prime's them. releasing movies. Paramount. Uh, Hulu's making Disney movies. Plus. Paramount. Yeah. So they're all trying. Apple. To, and they're all following Netflix's model. And Netflix mm-hmm. was like, well, screw leasing other people's stuff. Let's just make so much of our own over the next X amount of years mm-hmm. that we just have our own. And people will want to be on our streaming service because it is our content and you cannot get it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? You cannot go to the theater to see this. Mm-hmm. You see? You cannot uh, go on. Because... Uh, like case case in point, there was this movie that dropped. It was a, a Guillermo del Toro. It was a Nightmare Alley, mm-hmm. and it just dropped on Prime. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, we gotta watch this." And then I was going through HBO Max, and it was there too. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the studio's like, "Well, we're gonna sell it to multiple mm-hmm. streamers, right?" But Netflix never has to worry about that. You want to watch that? Guess what? So when they have their tentpole shows, Stranger Things, House of Cards, The Orange Is New Black, you want to watch those shows? Guess what? Yeah. Boom. You got to be on Netflix, right? Yeah. And it's a broader audience. It's international. Oh, okay. Okay. So people in South Korea can watch or watch these shows. People in India, you know? Yeah. And then we watch their content. Think about it. Angie watches a lot of Korean shows. Yeah, she does. The Squid Game. Yeah. Right? Squid Game. Huge across Mm -hmm. the world. So Mm -hmm. prior to Netflix, it probably would have just been... Popular in South Korea, right? But mm-hmm. now you're able to touch a whole the, the world. A whole, right? yeah, it's a different stretch. So now yeah. people, what's this Squid Game everyone's talking about? I don't get the reference. Boom. The idea is that people will pay 
to get a, a and go on to, to Netflix. get to yeah experience right. yeah but yeah from what I see from the numbers or from what I've seen recently they ha- their viewership has not expanded like they're not getting more mm. subscriptions and it's because they I wouldn't say it tapped out there's gonna be more people in the world there's way more people <laughs> were, right but um but they I guess the number is so high it's just it's just a matter about keeping them now now it's right? just keeping it it's just retention. Okay. Wow. Um, and it, they asked, I, I remember seeing something we where they were so like, what about, <laughs> right. What about people sharing their logins? They were like, we just, we just have to account for that. That's, um, what do you call that? Not damage. Attrition. Is that attrition? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of yeah. the loss. Basically yeah. the loss, like, yep. you know, the, you know, just like a inventory loss, right? Yep. You have to just, you have to account for waste, you know, Hey, we're going to lose money, this much money here. You got to account for that and, and yep. what's your profit. Right. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of just like, yeah, that's just gonna, but that they've flips. learned, They've learned that people don't share their passwords as much as they... When Netflix first came, you better believe, I didn't have Netflix for the first few years. I was mm-hmm. constantly using other people's logins. Mm-hmm. Right? Then I finally was like, you know what? No. And here's where my head was at. Mm-hmm. No, I want my own list. Mm-hmm. I want you know, I want my own Netflix. I, I'm and tired it, of like... I yeah. wanted to recommend yeah, 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 that yeah. I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that where you were at? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so people do kind of end up yeah. like, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm not using my ex's Netflix password anymore. Yeah, <laughs> screw him. So, yes, that's yeah. that's the model, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, people have said, oh, they're going to overextend themselves because mm. the budgets of these movies are getting bigger. I mean, they're making $200 million movies now. They're making, they are making Hollywood budget movies oh my on a gosh. streaming service, right? Oh, my gosh. You hear about Avatar? Uh, th- no, what happened? Two oh, they're coming out with a second two, one. Two and three. Two they and sh- three? Yeah, they shot two sequels. Oh, I think there were supposed to be gosh. four of them. Or something. It's about time, man. Avatar was groundbreaking. Yeah, they need to come back. But listen, man, do you think they missed the window on that? Because that was yeah. 10, 12 years ago? Was that 12 years ago? I think it was 12 years ago, but it took them about the same time to shoot the first Avatar. It was yeah, about but, 10. But when it hit, it was so groundbreaking, right? Yeah, but now you're losing point, so look, much. So much of mm-hmm. that awe. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to strike while the iron's hot, case in point. Matrix Trilogy was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. You bring it back now, Matrix reserva- uh, Reservations. Yeah. <laughs> Matrix Resurrection, right? And it's, eh, Oh, my People weren't gosh. so impressed. I right? was like, Keanu. So here's the thing. I liked the, the change in visual style. Yeah. I think the story, the way they brought him back into Matrix was dope, very well written. Yeah. I was like, that's a, a, a cool way to do it. Oh, it was a, he created a game. They got in his head. They twisted him up. All A plus. Yeah. C, I give it a C for the action. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the whole thing about the Matrix was the Kung Fu. Now I get that things have changed, blah, blah, Keanu's older, but, but man, they could have, I just, <sighs> they just, I think they really fell on their face there. They did. Right? So that's and what Keanu that's what looked lost very me. stiff. He was yeah. like, Ugh. well, what you, and what you got to, what you, you know, given his age now, mm-hmm. where the John Wick movies, have like just blown up as far as like still make him able to do the fights. They incorporated the grappling, mm. right? You notice that it's they did. judo, like like in the last John Wick mm-hmm. when he was fighting those two little guys, those two little ninjas, mm-hmm. and they're beating the crap out of him, and he just stops. He's like, wait, wait, because mm-hmm. he's just overwhelmed. And then he takes his belt off and he starts throwing them instead of trying to go strike for strike. Mm-hmm. It's that just makes more sense. It's more effective mm-hmm. given his, his skill versus theirs. So it's things that he can still do. You know, Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves probably. You could stretch for twenty minutes and not throw twenty kicks over yeah. over the head, you know, yeah. in a row like he did when what twenty two years ago when the Matrix came yeah. out, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. John Wick creates a takes a whole bunch of fighting styles, 
and they make it fit or he's fighting with his gun. It's so dope, right? Mm. And they've got four and part four and five coming out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They just finished. Everybody finished filming four. Oh my you know? god! And Donnie Yen is in that. You remember who Donnie Yen oh, is? Oh yes. yeah. So it's gonna be. He dope. did. Um, didn't he do Mortal Kombat? No. Didn't that, Donnie Yen do that? No, not that one. Um, what was the, the other one he did? He was in the Triple X uh, when when uh, Vin Diesel came back. That Triple X movie. Oh, he was in that. But and and, and okay. people don't realize because Donnie Yen is so amazing um, that he's in his fifties. But he's still able to do those things. That's just, dude, stay fit and you know, you'll be able to do some amazing things. But anyway, that's where I think it just, when it comes back from so far, yeah. way too long. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like, unless James Cameron's like, no, just like I did with the first Avatar, there's going to be some groundbreaking stuff here mm-hmm. and you guys are not going to want to miss it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I keep hearing though. I keep hearing. I'm just like, yeah. come on, man. I'm excited because it's jam. it's been a while. They, I think they are filming. They have been for a I while. I think they right? are. Okay. I think they are. See, that's dope, man. Yeah. Um. So obviously, this turned into two two topics. Which we is, pivoted which is a little cool, bit. Which is yeah. cool, man. That's what we do, man. Yep. We're unrequested. We just we're unscripted. We talk. Yeah. So we got sick days and movie news. <laughs> yeah. I like movie news. I like movie news. I do too. Speaking of which, let's end the movie news with this. Go see the Batman. Yes. I was talking to you about it before. She yes. saved it. Listen to me, audience. The oh, Batman my is, and you can see my air quotes, Yeah, is the Batman. Okay? Oh, man. Man, I was kind of, I was so iffy with the casting. But every time I'm oh. iffy about casting, it always does work out. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't know what it was looking like. But I was excited about Matt Reeves because I love yeah. the Planet of the Apes trilogy. That yeah. He did. Amazing yep. work. Then when I started to see the stuff come out, I was like, okay, this is dope. Like, yeah. what's that emblem on his chest? And people were saying, oh, that's the gun that killed his parents. And it's like he used it as his emblem. Yeah. Uh, turns out it's it's actually a tactical knife. He pulls it oh, out. Oh, my god, It's dope, man. And then his armor looks different. And it's like, well, it's because it's year two. He's still working out the kinks. And the car, it's like a muscle car. It was a car he was fixing up. And it's all like he made these things himself. Yeah. And, and then they focus more on like the detective part, because which you don't. I don't know if you follow comics, but you know, um, Ness and I are huge Batman fans. Mm-hmm. Batman, they even have a run called Detective Comics. Like Bat Comics, mm. Batman is the world's greatest detectives, right? Right. That's what people refer to him. But no movie ever shares that. So if you don't read the comics, you just assume it's the superhero movie. Yeah, he just superhero movie, yeah. Fights, right? Oh. But in the comics, he's actually a detective. Right? Wow. Yeah. So they focused more on the detective aspect. Okay. Right? And it's gritty, man. It has that look like the like Joker, like oh. walking, where it's like just grimy and gritty. And this city is like just disgusting, Ooh. right? So you need a, a dark, dark character in that world. And then he plays it like at first I was like he's kind of emo a little bit, yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, I saw something recently. This is what they said. They said he said the director told him to kind of think about Kurt Cobain. Do you remember? Nirvana and the whole Seattle grunge scene. It was more like yeah. that depression. Like yeah, yeah. And so that's why, because at first I looked at him, I was like, what's with that haircut? Did you yeah. see the trailers? You're yeah. like, what? Why would they cut his hair like that? He's supposed to be like this billionaire. Yeah. That's why. Because he's awkward and he's depressed and angry. And he's, so he's processing all these things and he's just sullen or not sullen, but he just keeps to himself, you know? So he has that yeah. look about him. And so they, they this is year two, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. still, you know, he's, so he's not, 
He's still he's processing. Ba- he's basically Batman all the time. He's never Bruce Wayne. Do yeah. you remember in the in the Dark Knight movies where uh, uh, Alfred was like, "Don't forget, you have to." fake like you're Bruce Wayne. He would go out and act a fool and drive yep. expensive cars just to, that he's this billionaire playboy. He doesn't do that at all. You know? mm. um, like there's like when he goes out as Batman, you see when he's coming back, like he actually has, he has a backpack and he still has the makeup on his eyes and his hair's all messed up. Like he takes the costume off. Yeah. Obviously puts it in the backpack and he like rides his motorcycle home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's more realistic. Yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? And oh. so it's, it's so interesting. Cause at first I was like, what's with the raccoon eye thing? And they were like, well, that's his cowl makeup. He just obviously he takes off his costume and yeah. you know, so, and- Oh, okay. You know, oh. it's so gritty, man. And then, like, the fights are so violent because he's still kind of, like, processing. And he's hyper-violent, but he's having to fight, like, five guys. And it's very low-tech. Yeah. Um, man, it's just amazing. And the Damn. last thing I'll say about it okay. is it's shot like – they keep comparing it to the, the visual style. Is mm-hmm. like – I don't know if you ever watched these detective stories, but, like, The Conversation or uh, Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. These are, like – classic detective noir movies from like the seventies and stuff mm. like, like that noir, um, private eye kind of, mm-hmm. I'm look. just talking about when yeah. you watch it. Now that I've said that you'll see, you'll see all the scenes, the villains, Catwoman, they all have that. Yeah. Vibe. How was Catwoman? She was good, man. She played it well. Now that's, she it well. that's, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, okay. man. She owned that man. It was good. It was, listen, all around dope. It's three hours. Doesn't yeah. feel like three hours. Really, yeah. the action is paced so well. Because at first I was like, okay, they're talking about, oh, we're gonna go the detective story route. Then I'm like, great. Then are they just gonna cut all the action? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Like, or is it gonna be more detective? No, he like inserts it exactly where it needs to be. It's paced great. That guy who oh. plays Commissioner Gordon, uh, God, I cannot remember his name. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, he's yeah. an amazing actor. Yeah. Do you remember Shaft? Yeah, I remember Shaft with Samuel Jackson. right? Yeah. Do you remember Peoples? Remember People's the drug think... dealer? I'm People's for the people, right? Oh, you, vaguely. He was he would always vaguely. like you more folk. <laughs> yeah. You see Egyptian cotton, you more folk. Yeah, yep, yep. Right. Vaguely. He played like that Cuban that, Yep. Dude, that's Jeffrey Wright. No way. That's him, yeah. He was a oh stage actor when they, he was a stage actor on Broadway when they casted him and that as people's as like this gangster. And oh so my gosh. I've always been impressed with his range. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And if you if you watch um what was that show? Westworld? Oh, Westworld. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. He was great in that. Yeah. So anyway, he's he's Jeffrey yep. Wright, man. He's you know, you gotta you gotta love that guy. So he's yeah. great as commissioner not commissioner, he's Lieutenant Gordon, I think. Lieutenant he's not a commissioner Gordon? yet. Okay. Yet. Man, oh, all around, bro. Listen, it's, it's dope. And then the Riddler, man. Listen, I'm talking too much about it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, guys, go see it. You will not yeah. be disappointed. People are comparing it to the Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Knight trilogy was dope. It is what it is. Christopher Nolan did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't compare them. Absolutely. But but they exist on their own, mm-hmm. right? This Batman is, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a Who- direction that... If you if you are familiar with the comics, and yeah. maybe even more of the grittier like Batman Year One type vibe, like the Frank Miller run of whatever. Yeah. Um, this is that Batman. This is oh, the Batman. Man. I feel like from Janessa and I being huge uh, fans of the comic, this is the Batman we've been waiting for. Oh my! This one, gosh. you know, not the not when they went into the toy line type Batman with Batman and Robin, and you know, out everybody. Freeze yeah. <laughs> or chill, you know Schwarzenegger's the Iceman. You know the yep. Batman and Robin bat nipples. You know all yeah. that stuff, right? When they went too far that way, 
yeah. for it to sell toys. And then Christopher Nolan brought it back, right? Which is dope. Yeah. He brought it into a grittier thing, which changed mm-hmm. superhero movies, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right? They want everyone wanted to do the Nolan Batman type thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Matt Reese took it even darker and mm-hmm. like more low tech and gritty. And shh, mm-hmm. who's your Batman? Wow. Out of all the Batmans, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's mine. Yeah, Michael Keaton will always be my Batman. Oh, yeah, man. Have we talked? I think we've talked about this. No, I don't think so. So Michael Keaton is Janessa's Batman too because I finally got her to watch Batman '89 and she's obsessed with it. Oh, is man. it because he was the first one we really saw in that more adult Batman role? Do you think? Uh, I'm pretty sure he yeah. made an impression on me. Well. You could say that, but yeah. I feel like Daniel Craig is my James Bond, and he's the most recent James mm. Bond. Whereas if you would ask me before, I love Pierce Brosnan, but I grew up with Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I would say I loved Roger Moore more than Sean Connery. But then when I got older, I went back and I watched Sean. I was like, no, he's the original Bond. I, re- I love his swag. And then I loved Pierce Brosnan. I think I just like all of them. But then I just loved how they how Daniel Craig played it. Yeah, you know what I mean? so now I'm like he's my favorite. Yeah, um, Sp- I think Pierce is for me. See, I love Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. yeah. What? Okay, let's let's talk Spider Man. Oh, it, it's the latest Spider Man. Tom I mean, Holland's dope, right? I, he's Spider Man. He is Spider. He's Spider Man. But like when he fir- the first movie of his trilogy, yeah. Uh, Jennifer and I were telling this. No, Tobey Maguire is our Spider Man. Because, really? Because that was our Spider. That was our generation's, like, you know, he played Tobey oh, Maguire yeah, was yeah. perfect as Spider-Man, yeah. right? I did like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, and J- Janessa, when she watched it with me finally, she was like, you know, I did. People didn't like it because they thought he was too cool. He was too handsome. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. He played it too cool. But now that he was in the third Spider-Man, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. But, man, that's a... T- so now, I, now after the three movies and him doing the... Event- I think Tom Holland is my Spider-Man. Tom Holland, man. He owns that role, Now, is man. Tom and Zoe, are they together? Are they a yeah. thing? I don't know if they're still a couple, but they were. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were a couple. Um, they kinda, it kind of got announced during the marketing of, of the third movie when it was about to come out. Of this they, most it came out that Yeah, it came yeah. out that they were a couple. Um, oh. I don't know if they still are. Oh. You know, because I just found out, I was watching, <laughs> now don't laugh, what? but we watched um, J-Lo's new rom- rom-com, Marry Me. Oh, how was it? It's a rom-com, dude. Yeah. Listen, it's fun because yeah, yeah. Jennifer and I have this thing for J-Lo rom-coms. We've always watched them. Yeah. Uh, Made in Manhattan. Love mm-hmm. that one. We, we talked about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway... It's a and it's every freaking rom com cliche you could. It just yeah. it's the most predictable rom com. Oh, it's exa- it's formulaic. That's what it it's, is. But that's we still enjoyed it, right? Yeah. But I found out that her and Ben Affleck. I didn't know her and Ben Affleck were back together because yeah. last I saw, he was with that Anna Diarmas girl. So man, things circle around. I guess they were at the uh, Super Bowl together. Yeah, J Lo and and Ben. Yeah, man. In the old yeah, exactly. See, I didn't know. Thing. Now we're about to finish this episode. Let me finish this with one last movie okay. thing. Okay. Um, I love. We're talking about John Wick. I love the John Wick movies. Yeah, I love those directors, and they used to be stuntmen. They used mm-hmm. to be uh, fight choreographers, and now they're directors. So it was two guys. It was David Light and um, Stahinsky, Chad Stah- mm-hmm. Stahelski. So they did the first John Wick, I think maybe in the second one. And then mm-hmm. they branched off and now they do a bunch of movies like Atomic Blonde and Dead the Deadpool movies mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So one of them just directed Brad Pitt in this movie called Bullet Train. Mm. And you got to look, we're going to, we got to watch the trailer when we get off. And if you haven't seen it, guys, check out the trailer. It looks awesome. Because mm. I've never seen Brad Pitt do that kind of action. 
But he's like this hitman or this criminal who's trying to like, no, I've turned over a new leaf. I'm never going to hurt anyone yeah, again. Yeah. Oh, I just need to take this bag from here to there kind of movie, right? Yeah. And he gets on this train to deliver the bag, and then it's full of assassins. And it, it just, the look of it, it reminds me of like Scott Pilgrim, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh. It's got like fast cuts and the action. And it's like, it's got all these these, yeah. these big stars in it, like Sandra Bullock and Brian Tyree and all these guys. Oh my and gosh. they're all playing different types of assassins. And it just, it has that humor in the middle of like fight scenes. Like yeah, yeah. it just looks so fun. Oh. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. So look it up. It's called, it's called Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, man. This is a fun episode. This was good. Yeah. So, you know, uh, in spite of Jennifer's sick day, yeah, right. Yeah, we were able to yeah. um, talk a little seriously about, yeah. Sick days, yeah, <laughs> and then some movie news, man. Some movie you know, news. You know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. It's 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 un uh, unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Unscripted and unrequested. Are you how, how <laughs> backlogged are you? How many how many you got in the chamber? As far oh, which you got to watch. Dude. So right now, the two that I'm trying to get started. So listen, I'm not even talk about movies, man. Yeah, just talk about shows. I'm trying to keep up with shows. We finally caught up on Ozark. We gotta finish Love is Blind. Oh, <laughs> we gotta yeah. finish Love is Blind. We gotta finish that. Um I wanna watch Pam and Tommy on Hulu. I wanna mm. watch that. All right. So I've got that in the queue and I keep telling Jennifer we gotta watch that. Um All of Us is are dead on Netflix. I wanna see that. That's where those high schoolers fight zombies. Yep. That looks interesting. And then yeah. In from the Cold. Have you seen the trailers from that? No. It it's like it looks like a Cold War kind of thing where this girl's in the States and it turns out they find the government finds out that she's in the States, but she used to be an assassin in like Eastern Europe and they recruit her and say, you need to go kill all these people for us. So we're going to take your daughter. It looks really good. And she didn't remember, right? It's, she was acting like she didn't remember. She was acting like she from what I I did. Then she finally like, yes. And then she started doing some things. Have you seen the one archive 80 something or archive something where the, that the brothers like brought in to restore some video footage from the nineties. And as he starts restoring it, Turns out some really dark shit happened, and it's like, like a horror thing. No archive. God, what is it called? Anyway, I'll have to You're look it up check on my that phone. one out too. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, you like watching scary movies? I don't, but Janessa does. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I know. I knew that about. Here's Nessa. the thing: I don't like them. Yeah. I, I like clever stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if it's well well written, it's not that it's scary. It's just that it's got a great story. Yeah. Like I'll tell you this: um, Danny told us to watch the new Halloween movies. And I was like, man, I don't do horror movies. Really. Yeah. She said, no, the, the the first one is good. And then she said, Halloween Kills is kind of whack. But we yeah. watched them both. And I loved them both. Oh. The new ones with, with they, when they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dope, man. I liked them both. We liked them both. Oh. Yeah. Now, the first one is is better. Yeah. But yeah. Halloween Kills gets a little ridiculous. But I still thought it was good. Like, she didn't like Danny was like, that's whack. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. Really? Yeah, man. And I don't, I don't really like horror movies. But... We 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 watch him. We watch yeah. him. Yeah, and Jennifer get a kick out of that stuff. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, All right. Um, I know do we have, don't. <laughs> do you have anything that you're like excited that you've got in the hopper? Oh man, let me think. I just finished watching this movie called Fresh on Hulu. Oh, is that was that a movie or a series? It's a movie. That's with Sebastian Stan. He, oh, man. it's good. You should check it out. Okay, okay. Because at first it's like... The trailer like like, threw me. The trailer threw me. Oh my gosh. It is good. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, my phone's right here. Let me... I'm going to add it right now. You have got to check out Fresh. Fresh, okay. uh, But outside of that, man, I don't have anything. Okay. 
and I, I usually watch whatever Angie's watching. Yeah. So she's on what like some Australian <laughs> uh, dating show. She's watching that right now. And um, I know she has a couple of movies that she wants to run us through, but we are going to watch The Adam Project. The Adam Project tonight. Do that, bro. Listen, listen. We're going to do, do it. Do that, bro. Yeah. Do that, do that. Yeah, do, but do you got to check that, out that. Fresh. I just added it, bro. Oh, man. I thought it was a series. So honestly, honestly. Oh, and the dropout, the one about the Theranos CEO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah, another I, one. I, that, I do want to see that. I'm so like, see, so I when I saw Fresh, that. I was like, can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. So I refused to, because I thought it was a series. Oh. So I purposely was like, nah, man, I, I just can't. I can't add another damn yeah. show right now. Yeah. But not to know that it's just a movie, yeah. I can do that. As for books, so I did finish yes. Think Again. Yes. I, I finished that uh, book. Okay. Um, I just started another one called Professional Troublemaker. Okay. Um, it's just basically about having uh, authentic passion conversations around topics in the business. Okay. But you can you can do that and still grab a beer with each other at the end of the day. But it's a finesse on how do you that makes sense. How do you disrupt man, positively? You're, you're a, a consistent. And, yeah, uh, man. Intelligent and, reader. Like, and, I respect that. And just like, Justin, you would have been good in the military because she, she, I'm very routine at yeah. the house. Like, I'm to a drop dead routine. Okay. And, um, I don't know, man. And it's just like, it's in my, it's built in there. I read, I read when it's ever Angie's I night to, to put bro. Bo down. I, um, I'm going to finish Will, I think. So I just grabbed Will. Yeah, I think And I just looked it. at it again yeah. and I'm like, dang, do I want to go back? I think I'm gonna. So I sat it. it to the side okay. just to see it. As yeah. long as it's, I can see it. Yeah. So I've got. You see my books over there, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish at least two of them. The top two. I'm yeah. almost done. I'm gonna finish those. Yeah. And then there's this one I just pulled it up. I, it's in my queue. I got It's called uh, "Be Water, My Friend," mm. and it's a uh, Bruce Lee. It's the teachings of Bruce Lee by his daughter. Oh. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I used to always read Bruce Lee quotes and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. He was an amazing. Yep. He was an exceptional philosopher. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So remind me, I talk to you about something after okay. we get off. I just forgot. Okay. I remember. Well, you told me. speaking well, of we're getting, getting off, ready to get off. Yeah, we're about <laughs> done here. All right, guys. Well, um, again, sorry for the hiatus, but we're back. Yeah. We're back and we're black and we're ready to get it to yeah. get it going. Okay. And um, if we brought you here through the YouTube, thank you for following the path, and we hope you enjoy the episodes. You have a lot of archived episodes that you can enjoy, and uh, we'll definitely make sure we stay on top of it. Um. Yeah, man, life happens. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but we're back. Okay, call it a mid-season break. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, um, as always, spring break. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening, uh, bro. It's been so long. I don't remember the closing. Yeah. It's, uh, thank you for listening. You didn't ask for it, but you got it. Yes, sir. That's it. And as the old saying goes, bye. bye.